Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for the presence of your spirit. Speak to us through your word and through your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, please sit down. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest me with, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runs over surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 Say amen. All right, so we, 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 we've looked at all this and we've established that there's a type of shepherd that the sheep want to be with all the days of their life. Is that not so? And we said this type of shepherd is known as a good shepherd. Okay? A good John 10, 11 says, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So we, we are saying that you can be a shepherd but not be a good one. Amen. You can be a shepherd and not be a good one. So we are training ourselves to become good shepherds. Amen. And I said one of the ways to know a good shepherd is a, a shepherd who does his duties. A good worker is a worker who does his or her duties. Is that not so? A good husband is a husband who does his duties. A good wife is a wife who does her duties. Is that not so? Yeah, a good driver is a driver who does his duties. So a good shepherd is all, a good student is a student who does his duties. Is that not so? Uh, is, am I making sense so far? So I'm saying that a good shepherd is one who does his or her shepherding duties. So we are looking at shepherding duties or shepherding assignments. In the book, it's, it's called shepherding assignments. But like I said, an assignment is a duty, a task that you have been given. Is that not so good? So we looked at a couple of assignments. We looked at 
the assignment to be gentle, the assignment to lead, the assignment to protect, the assignment to guide, and we looked at the assignment to feed. Last week, we looked at the assignment to feed. Amen. To feed. A good shepherd is one who feeds the sheep. And yesterday, last week, we realized that some shepherds have not been feeding at all. Some shepherds are wanted dead or alive by the sheep because they have not been feeding them. So some sheep are starving because the shepherds are not feeding them. Is that not so? So it's important that we take this assignment as shepherds seriously. Amen. Serious. Even if you have one sheep, the key to having two sheep is by feeding one sheep. Amen. Jeremiah chapter number 3, verse number 15. It says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Pastors is the same thing. Pastors, shepherds, they are all the same. According to my heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Then look at the next verse. As soon as they do this assignment, the next thing that comes, it will come to pass when you are multiplied and increased on the land. This assignment leads to multiplication and increase of the sheep. Amen. It leads to multiplication and increase of the sheep. If you see anybody who has a lot of sheep, the person is a good feeder. Two things. He feeds well and he cares for the sheep well. Caring and feeding. I, I would say perhaps maybe the card, all of the, the assignments are important. But the cardinal one is feeding the sheep and caring for the sheep. You are caring for them so that they can be around for you to feed them. Amen. But to feed them, you have to lead them to a place to feed them. Where, that's where leadership also comes. So they are woven, intertwined in a way. But if you, don't, if you don't teach yourself to feed, your sheep cannot grow. Your sheep cannot be established. Your sheep cannot multiply. Let, let me show you other feeding scriptures from this book. It says, Micah 7, 14 says, Feed thy people with thy rod, the flock of thy heritage, which dwell solitarily, am I right, in the wood, in the midst of the camel, I can't see the letters are small. Yeah. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilead, as in the days of old. A shepherd must feed the flock. You must feed them. And I believe that this one exercise is one exercise many of us are shying away from. Unfortunately. So, usually I wonder what we are. Like we are shying away from gathering two people and say, I've come to feed you. Now, which mother will say, I want to have a thousand children before I feed them? Hello? Am I alone? Am I in the wrong church? Which mother will say, I want to have seven children before I feed them? Even when you have one, you feed. As soon as you have the child, you start feeding. 
You start feeding. Unfortunately, many of us don't want to feed. Reason is that we have not developed the ability to feed. Amen. Either we have not prioritized feeding as a shepherd. It's like whoever I have, I have something to feed the person. Either we've not prioritized it, therefore we have not developed ourselves to be able to feed the sheep or both. Either one of the two or both of them. I see many people, shy. they will gather the people, but to feed them, no. To feed, last week we saw three main things when it comes to feeding. We said number one, we gave you three points. What are the three points? Come again. You must make them lie down so you can feed them. Number two, we said what? You must gather them to feed them. And then number three. Feed them with knowledge and understanding. Many of us have not bothered. It's like it's not even a problem. Even if we decide to do it, because we have not given ourselves to learn how to become feeders, we will not even be able to feed the sheep. Even if the sheep gather themselves for us. If the sheep themselves, they come together, that we are here, we will not know what to feed them. We will not even be able to feed them. That's dangerous, isn't it? Why would you want to be born to a mother who does not know how to feed? So her breast is heavy laden with milk. When she takes it, she puts it into your nose. Because your nose is also an entrance. Why? Or she takes it, she presses it, and the milk is coming, and then she's just putting it like incense or holy water. Why? Butler, would you want to have a shepherd, a mother who doesn't know how to feed? Oh, that can't cook. It's like a mother who cannot cook, like can't cook it, can't put the food together. Like can't put the food together. So you take like, um, give me some of the foods we eat. Like we'll mix breakfast with supper. So he's giving, he's making cereal for you. Then he makes a soup. Instead of milk, has made a soup. Because he, I said that cereal is dry and it goes with a liquid. So that's a pot of soup. Then he'll pour the conflicts. Conflicts, the crunches, <laughs> wheat bakes into the soup. Or kappa soup. You see, kappa soup is the one that looks like milk in a way. So, so kappa soup with, 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 with conflicts. <laughs> Unfortunately, Basenta leaders and shepherds are like this mother I'm describing. Can't feed, won't feed. You are serving the sheep, conflicts and soup. Yeah, you've made, uh, you, you've made potato. Today I saw somebody making semp. Yeah, semp. He had um, vegetables, peppers, this, that. Then you bring, do you eat semp with milk? No, that semp that she was making. 
Hey, it's serious. Oh. How are your taste buds? Because once, once chilies go in, you can't add milk. Creamy chicken. Okay, no problem. I won't argue with you. No wonder you are giving them cornflakes and milk. I, 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 forgive me. Sorry. Sorry for left. Sorry for left. <laughs> sorry for left, please. Please, sorry for left. No wonder. No, no wonder. Because chilies, they are, they, don't, they are not breakfast. Breakfast is milk. See, it's like you are putting chili. No, let me not even go there. Let's stay with the word of God. Let's just stay with the word of God. So you can't, I'm sorry for left. Sorry for using Sam. Please. So you and I can see that as a shepherd, you are a provider of food for the sheep, spiritual food for the sheep. So it's essential that you learn how to teach. It's very essential. As for me, I can follow them up. When you follow them, when you go and see them, what do you tell them? What do you talk to them about? It's, it's like a shepherd. A shepherd is all you have is your mouth. Do, do you get it? All you have is your mouth. Do you see what you say? That's all you have. So if all you have is what you say, it's important what you say. It's not anything you should say. And it's not anything you should not say. Amen. There are things you have to say. There are things they have to hear from you. Or else they will learn it from social media. They'll hear it from social media. And then they'll formulate their minds from what they are hearing from social media. So if you don't rise up and learn that I want to teach myself how to teach... You can never know how to teach. And by the way, what you are taking in, what you are taking in, what you are being fed, like when you eat food, back to food, what, when you eat food, it's not the, the, the use of the food, it's not necessarily the, the taste it puts in your mouth. It's not the filling of your belly. It's what the body uses it for. That's the essential need for food. I'm not a scientist, but I know this. Like, it's not, that's why even you eat food that you don't like, but it does what it must do. It keeps you alive. Keeps you healthy. Sometimes even the, the food that keeps us healthy the most is the one we don't enjoy. What flour? Cauliflower. Broccoli. Don't you see asparagus? Don't you see parents fighting with children to eat their vegetables? Pastor Zolile is a, a, a vegan. Master vegan, professional vegan. Look, when we see him, we are all jealous. But when we taste the food, look, I can be there and decide that today I've, I've converted. When I, especially when I see him at a place where we have to eat. I say, I've, I've, I'm born again. I've convert, uh, converted to become a vegan. I'm going to eat tofu. But when I put it in my mouth once, I said, one day I was in his house, and then they brought tofu. Is it tofu? Something like that. They brought it. That, oh, as for today, 
once we are in Pastor Zolile's house, everybody must at least veganize. So I said, oh, why not? It looks nice. Let's try it. When I put the first one in my mouth and I finished chewing it and going through the sensations, I said, it's nice. But it's nice for once a while. <laughs> it's nice something that you eat once every six months. But for every day. It's not, yeah, I mean, if it will work, you have to work with a steak, flopper, flopper on the side. You see, a little bit of flopper and a little bit of tofu. <laughs> so that I can balance. Yeah, yeah, because if we don't eat clopper, who will eat the animals? When God said we should eat them. You see. But my point is that with the tofu, it's healthier than what we are eating. So you eat it, you see, that's more for you than the one that tastes nice. Don't you see, even those of us who eat pork. How many of you eat pork? If you don't eat pork, give me a wave. Not pastors only doesn't apply to you. This question is not for you. Avoid question four. Even when it comes to the pork, you will see that the part that we all like is the part that the doctor says we shouldn't eat. So sometimes, just to obey the doctor, you eat every day, you cut just a little so that, I mean, you don't want to forget the taste. You see, so that you can identify it and know that this is what the doctor said you shouldn't eat. Am I right or I'm right? So I'm saying that so that you know what to mark and avoid. It's not about, if you don't know, you one day mix all of them and yes. But you get my point that. So it's not the taste of the food per se that your body needs. The taste helps you to eat it. Number two, it's not the feeling of your belly that you have eaten and your belly is full. African meals are based on your belly getting full. I don't know what they eat in Algeria, Egypt. I've not been to Algeria, Egypt, all these people. But generally, as I've seen, African meals are based on your belly getting full. Instead of you being healthy. So you see pop. Pop like giant pop. Then you swallow. Then your belly is full. But you'll be surprised that a full belly doesn't do anything for you. We call it belly full. Belly full. It doesn't do anything for you. Meanwhile, you see other people eating things that when they eat, their belly doesn't get full. But they are healthier. Even you are lighter. Yeah, salad, fish, this, you see that they are healthier. So it's, it's what the body can do with the food that goes in. That matters. Not the size, not the amount that is your, your belly getting full. After you have finished eating the pub, you are like you are four months pregnant. You have just entered the second trimester. In the same way, it's not that the use of the word that you are hearing, the amount of word that is how you are using it. Not how much you are just taking every day, you are soaking and soaking it. No, this, this thing I'm preaching, we have all read it before. 
If, if, if you have been in the church more than a thousand days, you, may, you, might, you must have met it before. But if you are using it, this exposition becomes important to you. That where am I not doing it right? But if you are not using it like, oh, why can't Bishop just read this thing quickly and then we go to another thing? I'm waiting for the time he's going to preach about marriage, her duties of a wife. Because there are some things I've been trying to tell my wife, but she's not hearing it clearly. If Bishop talks about duties of a wife, then my wife will understand these things I am talking about. Yes, it's coming. But right now we are on shepherding assignment. Recently, I preached at a wedding. When I finished, a couple came to ask me, you were talking about submission. So, the submission, does it apply only to husbands or it applies to beloveds? Yeah. Yeah. So, Bishop, when will you address some of these things? Shepherding assignments. Shepherding assignments. Shepherding assignments. But Bishop, by the way, how did you respond to the person? Bible says, husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your own husbands. So, there's no beloved there. There's no beloved. It's, that scripture is talking about husband and wife. However, if she will submit to you, you will see it in the beloved. Those if you will love you, you will see it in the beloved. Like Pastor Spowers tell, if you love, you give. If he, he, if he, doesn't, he doesn't give to you in the beloved, those, when you are a wife, you will walk with your hair, cheese cup like that. He will not even give you money to do your hair. That's just by the way. Can I get an amen from the ladies? If she talks to you anyhow during the beloved dozing, when you marry, she's going to even be worse. Yeah, because people just get worse. People don't get better. Generally, people don't get better. So when you now marry, you are now Mrs. Golden Stick. She has put the ring on her finger. She has the name. Especially she has gotten a baby. Oh, you are done for. Tell your neighbor, damn for. Yeah. <laughs> ladies, 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 choose somebody you can submit to. Not necessarily even somebody you love. Love is essential, it's good. But if you love the person, you can't submit to the person. You are going to struggle, don't you see? Choose somebody you can submit. Submitting to the person comes to you naturally, comes to you now, it's easy, it's nice. You are shocked. Yeah, that's how it is. Because when you go into the marriage, that your primary duty as a wife, doing it will not be difficult for you. Doing it will not be difficult for you. Say thank you. <laughs> Back to what I'm saying. So I'm saying that learn to become a teacher. No, you don't teach when you have not studied when you have not learned. I, I have broken it down. In this book, Prophet gives us 29 keys to developing your feeding ministry in this book. Now, in the 29 points which we are going to run through in the speed of light, I have broken it down into three main areas. One is studying, two is praying, and three is listening. 
to make yourself a good teacher, you must be an expert in these three areas. Studying. 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 The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. 2 Timothy 2.15. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Study. Study. If you don't study, you can't teach. If you don't study, you cannot teach. Many of us cannot teach because we don't study. You will not take anything you have heard and study. Hearing it is not the same as studying it. That's why when you, although you go for lectures, you still have to learn to write the assignment, to write the exam. To pass the exam, you still have to learn. Amen. Yes, we went for lectures. You were there when the lecturer taught it, but you still have to study. Many of us don't study. Even in the normal UKZN, I received a letter from your vice chancellor. You don't study. You don't study. You just scrape through. Every day you are hot. Every course you are doing, you are hot. I said, every day you are hot. Every course you are doing, every module you are hot. How come you alone, you are hot in all the modules? There's no module that you are doing in the school that at least this one you are in control. Every day you are hot. Every day you are teetering between yellow and orange. It's here, it's giving you amber. You will not come to church and hear a preacher and say, let me go and study it. Let me go and revise it. Let me go and read over it. Let me go and search further. If what? Because when you are preaching, you, may, you realize that we preach extemporaneously. So there, there are a couple of things that you wanted to say that you don't say. Anytime, anytime I finish preaching, I, when I get down, I remember, ah, I wanted to say this, I didn't say. I wanted to mention this scripture, I didn't mention this. I, especially the scriptures that... I don't, I, they are not written down. Or as I'm there, the more I think I read, oh, I could have used it. This scripture would have explained it better. Like today I was listening to a message. The preacher was looking for a certain scripture. And then he mentioned the wrong scripture. When the wrong scripture came, then he found that that wrong scripture even hits the point even better. It hits the point that he wanted to make even better. So he left his original scripture. And he never, I was waiting for him to say, ah, the original, he told us it's the wrong scripture. But then he said, oh, let's look at it. Then he writes, oh, it's even making the point. Let's leave it there. So I was waiting for him to give us the right scripture he was going to use. But like me, he did it. So there will be things. But when you start, that's where you know more. That's where It says study. Rightly dividing the word of truth refers to teaching. Taking the word and teaching it. If you don't study, you can't teach. The reason why you can't teach is you don't study anything. We are reading from the same. I'm teaching from the book. You will not bother to say, oh, you have a copy of the book. But none of you have bothered to say, oh, let me look at it. Uh, next, okay, next week, since Bishop did uh, assignment to protect, next week, what's the next assignment? No. How can you be a teacher? How can you teach? Please find it in the book somewhere. How can you teach when you have not studied? Are you Jesus Christ? It's Jesus Christ who taught when they said that, how knowest this man these things, having never learned? Uh-huh. But you are not Jesus Christ. So since you and I are not Jesus nor Christ, yeah, 
since we are not Jesus nor Christ, why don't we study? Why don't you make time to sit down and study? Even quiet time, you'll be surprised that many people don't have their quiet time. No, you are the sheep survival, the sheep's feeding depends on you. You don't have your quiet quiet time is the basic acquisition of God's word. Basic, not basic, primary. Primary, which means you start from there. Quiet time is you and God. God is talking to you on a daily basis in bits and pieces like it's the foundation. Before we even go to something else. You will see pastors if you don't have their quiet time. If you ask them that, what is your quiet time? Then they'll immediately try and remember some scripture that they had last year during the 4th of July, Independence Day. When they were doing the Independence Day celebration, the pastor who came, the scripture he started with, or during the Queen's burial or the King's coronation, the scripture that the Duke of, Duke of where? Not Edinburgh. Bishop, Archbishop of Canterbury, sorry. Archbishop, not Duke, Duke of Edinburgh. Archbishop, no, you, you, I made the mistake. Duke, then Edinburgh, or Duke of Wales, or Prince of Wales. But Archbishop of Canterbury, the scripture he used. Then you take it, he said, that was my quiet time. Then you share the revelation, which you partially remember. Then he said, that is my quiet time. Shame on you. Basic, quiet time, you take a small read, pray over it, allow God to speak to you. If you don't have that, how are you going to teach? Before it comes to even studying, taking like a scripture to study, taking a, a, a book to study, taking a word to study in the Bible. How are you going to teach? Hello? Hi. The look on your faces are not welcoming at all. I'm going to the stage. But it's not, it's not strange. Last week when I finished teaching, nobody came to speak to me. I went to my office. I was alone there till I left. I had a, a, a scheduled meeting. That's the, that's the only people I saw. And then finally came to see me. All my friends, they all left me. Even my administrators, they decided, go and bend their seat. <laughs> if this is how you are going to preach, then it's over. So today too, I'm expecting it. Don't worry. No, I'm prepared. I came prepared. Oh, long time ago. It's a month ago. (laughs) So I'm saying quiet time, which is basic. It's like basic, basic, primary. Not basic, primary. Please, when I say basic, remind me that I am trying to say primary. Primary. Foundational. Before it comes to studying. Sitting down to study. The Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy eye, mouth, for thou shalt meditate upon it day and night, thou shalt observe to do according as it's written there. Then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. It's like to take the thing and look at it and look till something comes out of it. Because that's what you teach. That's what you teach. That's what you teach. If we start talking about football right now, some of you will have nothing to say. But others will have so much to say. What is the difference? Is it that you don't know football? Some have studied it. Yeah, do you know England has qualified for the Women's World Cup Finals? Yes, those who have studied, they know. They stay awake at night. I asked my son yesterday, why are they playing a World Cup at a time that we cannot watch? 
but people stay awake to watch it. Yes, they watch it. No, she can't wake up. But that's not my point right now. My point is that some have studied and some have not studied. So when we are talking about football, some of you will be clueless. You don't even know what to say. My my wife always tells me she supports um, Chelsea and Man City. I said, okay, it's not a problem. All she knows about the team is that they wear blue. She doesn't know which blue is which, but she knows that they wear blue. And she knows that the one the rest of us support, they wear red. So it's like she can tell the difference. Oh, that's, that's another thing. That's just a recent something. When I ask, when you, you are looking for the players she's mentioning, they are, look, they've, they've, the last time they were on a soccer pitch was when Mandela came out of prison. But still, Drogba, <laughs> Drogba and, and Michael Essien. These are legends. Legends. Some of you are like that. You say you are shepherds, but you won't study. So when the sheep come that teach them, or when you have the opportunity to teach them, you are talking about Drogba and Asian. It's like things that are past. But if you will study, you will begin to have something to say. So, oh, this, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something I was reading. And then you start to feed the sheep. But if you have not started, there's nothing to feed the sheep. You talk about politics, EFF, and what is happening to NASFAS. You see NASFAS, they have gotten an intermediary and this and that. Sometimes, even some of the information you have is twisted. Yeah, it's twisted. They say uh, the company that has come has defunded some people. An intermediary cannot defund somebody. If you have been defunded, means NASFAS has decided not to fund you again. You say you are doing law. You can't understand these basic things. Second year law. You don't understand these things. Ah! Tell us that the company, the intermediary, they are chopping the money. Your payment is not coming. We understand, but defunding. Who decides who is being funded? Isn't it NASFAS? And, and let me tell you, SRC needs you to strike. And because they know you are gullible, they will tell you anything. They will just not make an official statement. They will just be talking, spread the rumor. You know, uh, Julius Malema has taken half of the money. And then the other half, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa has taken. They didn't give Ellen Zilla anything. So let's try, try for Ellen Zilla. Yay! Do, do, do you get it? You have a reason, but I sat with somebody one hour. This, they were talking to me about defunding. I said, ah, do you understand the English words you are using? Even forget about anything, just the words you are using. I said, where did you hear? He said, there was a statement. I said, a statement by who? SRC. When? Where? Is it, is it like an official statement of what has been said? Has it been gazetted somewhere? But they need you to toy toy. Anyway, let's go on to it. So, study, study, study so you can teach. If you don't study, you have nothing to teach. Another way to study is to read. Read, study by reading. 
take the book. What's the material? Uh, Bishop, what are we supposed to teach our sheep? What it means to be a strong Christian? Uh, key facts. Born again. Take it and read it. Take it and read it. You are not coming to teach the sheep from what you think you remember from when you went to New Believer School. What you think you remember from New Believer School. So, as you are there, even when you were going to New Believer School, you didn't know much. You, we, couldn't, we couldn't even get your attention. You were in the, the class that you are trying to, you were in it for 40 minutes. Out of the 40, 30 minutes, you were not concentrating. You were on your phone. The teacher was just scared of you to tell you to get off your phone. So, half of the time, you were on your phone. So, as that, you don't even remember anything. So, uh, there is your sins. Your sins. Your sins have been packed away. Because that's what you remember. They've been packed away. The day God, God gets angry, you give them back to you. They've been packed away. He used the broom to sweep it away into the corner. Look at that. Read the thing, read the thing, read the thing, read the, Take it and read it. If you don't read it, how are you going to teach anybody? It's by reading. That's why I can tell that we can, we can classify these things into these areas. The second one, like I said, is prayer. It takes anointing to teach. So pray. Zechariah 4, 6, the Bible says it's not by might. It's not an Amari force something. It's not by might. It's, it's not by power. It's not by might. It's by the spirit of the Lord. To teach for people to be changed, it takes an anointing. Yeah. It takes the spirit of God. No, you can be telling somebody something. God doesn't touch the person. The person will say, I get your point, but do you know the other side? You see, let's look at, you see, according to the Zulu culture, you know, you see, the, you don't, the older brother doesn't get married before the younger brother. Meanwhile, fornication is knocking at your door. You will talk as, oh no, according to, as soon as they say, according to the Zulu culture, ah, they have crippled you. You are finished. You can't, you can't come back. You are down for. Meanwhile, fornication, you are living in fornication, you know, varieties varying types of fornications. And what you are trying to teach the person, what law do you want to break? The law of God or the law of the Zulus? Shaka's law or God's law? But when there's an anointing, the person will say, Charlie, I know that according to the law of the Shakas, the older one must marry first before the younger. But if I want to stay right with God, I might, I might as well marry now. Yeah. Or you talk, oh, no, no, no. Pray. Pray for wisdom and revelation. Pray for wisdom and revelation. As you are teaching the person for you, you see, a lot of these things I'm telling you about right now, they are not things I've thought about. As I'm preaching, 
I decided to use food to explain to you. I saw that you have food that mixes chili with milk. So now it's confusing. Chili milkshake is confusing. So I've gone to something else. It's like, as you are, the Holy Spirit brings things to your mind, gives you deeper understanding of what you are teaching so that you can connect with the sheep. But if you don't pray, it won't come. You will see you are dry. When the sheep asks one question, that's it. Charlie, imagine you are teaching six people. Then one of them asks a question that confuses you. The rest of the teaching is what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The regard has asked a question. The question has confused you. The class is finished. So pray. A shepherd must be praying all the time for your teaching. So, so that when you teach, there's grace over the teaching. Grace over the teaching. Then listening. Listening to preaching and watching preaching helps you to become a good teacher. It shows you style. It teaches you how. Because it's like you are watching somebody doing it. So you know how to do it. Yeah. There's a way you can preach everybody will fall asleep. Everybody will fall asleep. There's a way you can preach also people are scared to sleep. <laughs> Yeah. It's like you are going away, then you just start coming to this. Like if it's a sudden movement, the jacks in the movement makes them stay awake. Yeah. Sometimes you talk, you hit the then they all wake up. Yes. Everybody stand up, sit down. Uh-huh. They are always, but you will not know. Unless you watch somebody who's doing it and you see that, oh, he does this at a point. He does this. He does sometimes you mention somebody's name. Sometimes I mention people's name to stop them from sleeping and sometimes stop them from misbehaving. Yeah. Just like, it's like I'm using, oh, Pastor MC, if you are sleeping, you wake up because your name has been mentioned. <laughs> you wake up. Definitely you wake up. If you were going, hey, yes. For at least for some time. You see, you'll be blinking your eye like an emergency. <laughs> You watch other people. You see that as he was teaching, he was using this gesture, doing some moving, something like this. Yeah. You even learn the right gestures to use. Yeah. Let's look in the book, please. Number one is what? 29. We are reading all the 29. Number one is what? Preach from your heart. Now, without this foundation I've told you about, you can't preach from your heart. Without these three things I've told you, you can't even preach. What well, you does nothing. What is in your heart is some old food that you ate, some jollof that was made for you that you ate. That's what is in your. You come and start telling us about jollof. By telling us, you say jollof chapter three verse fifteen. What's the name of Sunday's program? Jollof chapter three verse fifteen. Jollof three sixteen. Yeah. Preach from your heart. People are moved when it's coming from your heart. Not when you are reading to them. Yeah. Even the preaching gets tensed when the thing is coming from the heart. But if I was reading, you say, oh, we have a copy of the book. There's no way he can read something else. Yeah. Number two. 
preach extemporaneously off the cuff. It's not, you don't have to write everything lie by lie. It's like when we come for the wedding. Dearly beloved, we are gathered in the sight of God in the presence of the God to join this man and woman, holy estate of my which Christ beautify adore with his flesh, which he rocking came of Galilee, uh -huh, like that. But I tell you, you are falling asleep. So that's why even when we are doing the wedding, we do it in a way. <laughs> because the same thing, the one we read last week is the same one we are going to read again. But we read it in a way. The last wedding we did, I said to the guy, I, they said, I, uh, Nelson Mandela, According to the word of God, leave my mother and father. That's what is in the vows. Do you see it? Then he said, leave my mother and my brother and his wife. <laughs> Just to wake the people up. He says, eh, 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 for the reasons why marriage was created, it was created for uh, what? For the increase of mankind, according to the word of God. Then, then, and then, number two, secondly, to avoid fornication. That such persons that have not the gift of self-control. That's what is in the book. But anytime I get to have not the gift of self-control, then I will add, like Lizui and, what's your name again? And Sena. So that it's, do you get Like Lizui, I said the same thing. I said it, I said it at everybody's wedding. Hey, why did you say that I don't have self-control? I've said it at everybody. But do you have self-control? I mean, tell yourself the truth. Why are you making the thing too fast? I said it at Pastor Priscilla's wedding. I said it at Lizzie's wedding. I say it at everybody. I'm going to say it at your wedding also. Yeah. Just to be, be a little creative. Or else the people will be listening to you. They'll go into a coma. <laughs> out of boredom <laughs> number three I said we are reading 39 number three is what preach in a charismatic style can I get an amen from you yeah Charisma, be charismatic don't just be dry and boring dry and boring if you see our Zulu preachers or our Kosa preachers, and they'll preach. How do you say, and the Bible says? It's a Bible. You think they are going to have a heart attack? Jehovah, oh my Lucy, what? You see that the place is charged. You alone, the day you came to teach. I want to tell you about what the Lord is doing. He said we should go. He said we should read our Bible every day and we should pray every Oh. What were you can look the Bible says if you don't read this word as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. I see you growing, I see you growing, I see you growing. Add some vavavum. Add some vavavum. Add some vavavum. See one, two, three, I see you growing. 
you will grow in the name of Jesus. Nothing can keep you from growing. As long as you take in the word, you will grow. You are growing. Your Christian life is growing. You are developing in spirit. You are becoming a giant in the name of Jesus. Sit down, it's a conference. Yeah, sit down, it's a conference. It's not a convention. Go back, go back, go back, go back. Charismatic. Number four is what? Preaching an orderly fashion. The fact that we say be charismatic doesn't mean that preach her pastor. We can't see what you are saying. Let there be order in what you are teaching. Your point, your scripture, your example. Your point, your scripture, your example. Your point, your scripture, your example. Have some order. Let the people be able to, order makes them able to follow what you are saying. Say, oh, he said we are talking about feeding. But the first thing about feeding we are talking is studying. Then the scripture for studying. Then different examples. This UKZ 10 law students who have not studied and don't know the difference between defunded and unfunded or not funded. That was the window. That was an example. That was an illustration. <laughs> change, change, change. Because <laughs> I'm not planning to catch a case, but if I catch a case and you are my lawyer, you have to be very intelligent. Yeah. Amen. Orderly, orderly. Don't teach her. You are, even you, you are confused. You don't know where you are in the preaching. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know where you are in the preaching. Plan the preaching. Even before you can plan the preaching, the introduction is going to be this long. The, the main points are going, then they can plan it before you come. So when you are coming, you say, let's say if you have a cross, if you lift up the, your head and you see the cross, you, ha- you have an idea where you should be. But no order. So the meeting is 30 minutes. You have prayed for 47 minutes and you are saying you are giving us seven points. You are on point number two. Hey! Next point, next point. Preach with emotion. Preach. Anything you do with emotion is, is better. Than an emotionless preacher, as you have the thing that's no, you are just dry, blank, monotone. No, next one, vary the tone of your voice. Sometimes you gotta shout, sometimes you got to lower your voice. Vary it, not monotone. Anything that is monotone becomes boring. Number next one, then to you see, listening. Learn to preach by closely following a good preacher. You become good at something by following somebody who's done it and is doing it successfully. You learn. That's why listening to, we are blessed to have a very good preacher who has documented the things for us to be able to follow. Yeah. Next one. Preach about what people are thinking. Don't preach abstract abstract things that we all don't know anything about. Look at them. You can see from their faces. Even if they are arguing with you in their preaching, you can see it from their faces. Then you confront them. 
Then, there you confront them. You confront these people who think that Bishop doesn't know what is happening with the Nasfas thing. You know, why is he taking the side of Nasfas? Do I look like I've taken the side of Nasfas? You challenge them straight. You deal with them. I don't know. I'm saying that listen to the things you are fighting about intelligently. Don't let people sway you foolishly. You are saying, I don't know what Nasfas is. So, exactly the point. That's what I'm doing now to you. What they are... What they are thinking is what I'm addressing straight away. Next point. Next, We are going to 39. We have seven minutes. Dress nicely and appropriately. It's very important. Dress nicely and appropriately. Ladies, if you are teaching, dress nicely so that we can focus on the teaching. This applies to all the people who go on the stage. So that we can focus on the preaching. Amen. Yeah. That we are sitting that we can't listen to the preaching. No. We can't concentrate. We are, we are using all our spiritual energy to concentrate on the preaching. However, the distractions around you. The distractions. You are doing a breast cancer campaign whilst you are on the stage. You are wearing a dress when the lights of the... We are even fortunate now we've put colors that dim up the stage. When the lights were white, I mean when the light shines, you can see the light shining through the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Are you sure we can do all this today? <laughs> because there are things to say. <laughs> the way I'm rushing, I'm not be, I'll not be able to say the things I want to say. <laughs> Dress appropriately, brothers. Yeah, don't come with the beard. Some is inside your nose. Some is coming here. It's coming from your ear. It's like ah, Frankenstein or what? I mean, you can't understand. <laughs> Cut your, your, I mean, shave nicely. Look presentable. Look, look, look like somebody people want to receive something from. Yeah, like now we are trying to cast a youthful look of the church. So, that's what we are in. Yeah, but if you say we should level it up right now, oh, you'll be shocked. The way my suits are calling me, every day they see me, they'll be shouting, be shop, be shop, be shop. Yeah, so dress appropriately. You are coming to, especially as you are coming to teach. Don't dress, dress that gives the people hope. I mean, you dress like a thief. <laughs> and they are looking at you. They are supposed to aspire to become like you. Well, you have dressed like a thief. Especially a thief who has been arrested. Dress appropriate. That's why I say 39 to just brush through it, it will become a problem. Yeah. You are in the choir. Those of you who do this type of choir, airport stars, prison worship choir, dancing type of choir, the airport, um, the one who do the acting, film type of star choir, all these people. <laughs> You are coming to play a part. The part that you are playing, you are coming to sit here. 
you come on the stage and then you sit down. Before you sit down, whatever you are wearing has a long slit. It's like long way to freedom. It's like long walk to freedom. Long slit. Then you come and sit down, then you sit at jar. Because when the Zulu mothers are doing their thing, they sit like this. Oh! Anyway, let me not go into all this for today. Just dress appropriately. Okay, dress up. Wear clothes that fit you. Don't wear oversized clothes. Makes you look like a house help. Bishop, what if I don't have wear the one that fits you? If it's only one, wear it all the time. You know, in those days that we used to wear black pants, I can wear the same black pants the whole year. You just don't know. Many people don't know the difference. It doesn't even okay. If I ask you, what was I wearing last time I came here? You won't remember. You won't even remember. You have to go and look at the pictures, which didn't come anyway. Did they come? Yeah, they told me it was coming. They said that last week is the last time it's ever going to happen. We are still in it. Back to it. They think when they tell me things, I forget. Anyway, that's besides the point. Let's come back to the main point. Hello? Are you there? Dress appropriately. If it's one that fit, iron it nicely. Wash it. Iron it. Yeah. Do we have starch here? Spray starch. If you can. Spray starch, iron it. It will look crisp. Crisp and ready. Yeah, if it's black, iron it from inside. If you iron it from outside, it will, the iron will leave creases and shine on it. So from inside, you wear nice. That's the you, the day you are teaching. Hey, it's land. So that when the person sees, oh, this is my future. But when they see, they are saying, Tofia, even your preaching can't go in. One day you will become a pastor. So, one day I had a meeting with, 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 with my pastors. And we were just having a casual. I think it was lunchtime. Well, I think I finished with this one. Whatever we don't do, we do. We're having a casual chat over lunch. Then they told me that they don't. What did, what did they say? Do you remember? You don't remember. You were not there. Okay, thank you. They told me that they don't let their, their children eat sugar. Like they don't put sugar in their meals, like cereal, which is okay by me. But I just wanted to know the reason. Do you get it? Because maybe it's something I have to learn. So that when I have children, <laughs> I know what to give them. So I asked that why. No, they didn't want Pastor Merlin to put sugar in his cereal. Yeah, they were intimidating Pastor Merlin. Then they said they are children. They said, well, well, long story. So I said, why? Why? They said, oh, they are training them so that when they go on mission and there's no sugar, just in case there's no sugar on the mission, do you see? Then they can survive. I said, oh. Am I that? So I came, I told Pastor, Pastor Speedway, if I have remembered. So when I came, I told Pastor Speedway that this is what the people said. Pastor Speedway said, oh, 
is it, is it like they think you are so broke, you can't buy, as a missionary, you can't buy sugar like that. They don't want their children, when they become a missionary like you, they will not have sugar to eat. Oh, I said, look, do I cast such a poor image? I said, where is this idea from? That when they go on their mission. <laughs> so I told them, listen, these children, if that's the reason why they shouldn't eat sugar, please, if it's because of the mission, they should bundle all those children together. When I'm going on my next mission, I will take them with me. So that their sugar depends on me. Uh, if that's the reason, it's not health reasons. It's like they are teaching them survival for the mission field. I said, please, when I'm going on mission, I mentioned the children that they were talking. I mentioned all. I said, put all of them together. When I'm going on my next, by that time, I'm sure they'll be young teenagers. I'll take them with me as my missionaries and make sure that they have sugar. If you don't present yourself well, that's the impression you will give to the people you are teaching. No hope. No hope. No hope. Common sugar. I said to the parents, don't worry, me anytime they come to my office, I'll give them. <laughs> that's why anytime the children visit my office, they go, you see, they are extra happy. Look, one child he was at home, then he, I think he found some money somewhere. He said, let's go and give it to Bishop. It's like, I'm the only person he can think about to do something nice. To. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like my son, this guy, when I go to him, he'll give me sweet, he'll give me chocolate. That's the guy I want to go to. Not these parents who even sugar to eat with my food. They say they are training me to be a missionary. Please. Don't become a bad picture. Present yourself well. Present. What's that? Give me one more. We close it up. I'll shave and trim your beard. Can I get an amen from the brothers? Shave and trim your beard. Yeah, don't look like I said. Don't look like it's like. They said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> next one. Next one is what? Hair, yes. Ladies. Guys. Your hair should be well kept. All this has to do with your presentation. Your hair should be well kept. Do you get it? Your hair should be well kept. Don't give people the wrong message, especially in this modern world. Don't come looking like something you are not. I said, don't come looking like something you are not. You are not a confusion, are you? Yeah, so come as what you are. Amen. Say Amen. Yeah, come as what? Don't come as a confusion. Say, how can you are like a footballer? Meanwhile, you are a preacher. Don't come as a confusion. Don't give us wrong value. You are wearing uh, uh, what you call it <laughs> soccer boots. <laughs> you have Orlando Pirates and a shin pad. <sighs> Guys, time is not on our side. Next week we continue. Next week we continue. Next week we continue. Time is not on our side. Next week, stand to your feet. Just for a minute or two, I want you to pray for the anointing to be a teacher. Pray for the anointing to be a teacher. Some of you will be very great teachers if you give yourself to this exercise. Hey, Bishop, I can't speak English. Teaching Zulu. People also understand Zulu. Teaching Zulu. 
teaching. Pray for the anointing. Pray for, lift your voice, just pray. Say, Holy Spirit, anoint me specially. Anoint me specially. Anoint me specially. Anoint me specially to be a teacher. Give me the grace. Give me the grace to be a teacher, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Make me a teacher. Make me a teacher. Make me a teacher. Anoint me to be a teacher, Lord. Anoint me. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. In the knowledge of that I be a good teacher, Lord. That I can divide your word of truth properly, rightly, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, my God, Lambayalata, Nimbalobaba, Lift your hands everywhere and just pray to God. Limpalobaba, Brandolobo, Zentolobo, Simpayalaba, Kemosabayola. Lord, anoint every one of us to become teachers, good teachers of your word. Good teachers of your word. Good teachers as we study, teach us. Holy Spirit, teach us to become good teachers. As we pray, anoint us. Anoint us. As we listen and as we watch, anoint us. Anoint us. Let a grace come to us. The same grace we are admiring, let it come to us. 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 Let it come to us, O God. Give us that grace, Lord. Give us that grace, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, behold every hand lifted to you, Lord. We pray. Pour your anointing to teach and to preach on us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. As we study, open the eyes of our understanding. Give us wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Lord. As we pray, anoint us. As we listen, anoint us specially. Let your spirit fall on us and make us good teachers. Let everybody under the sound of my voice and everybody watching, Lord, let us receive that grace and ability to be good teachers of your word. Teachers of two people, one person, ten people, hundred people, fifty people, a thousand people. No matter the number, make us great teachers, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, you are becoming a good teacher. As you give yourself to this exercise, you are becoming a good teacher. Hallelujah. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight just as I am. I am a sinner, oh God. Please forgive me of all my sins. I repent of all my sins tonight. I believe you died for me and you rose again. Wash me indeed with your blood. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen.
Why don't you appreciate the Lord? Wow. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.